Welcome. And welcome back to the Premier League Sock Hair Podcast. We're two American idiots, uh, your favorite ones, talk about everything Premier League and uh, soccer related. Stats, lineups, uh, results, um, and everything and anything uh, Premier League related. I'm your host, Andy Woodhall. And I am your other host, Julian Bluen. The famous other host. Um, yeah, welcome back. We are, uh, today's episode is going to be looking at game week seven, wrapping that up and leading into to game week eight. Um, pretty good set of fixtures last weekend. I think the big one for you and I was, was Man United Arsenal. Yeah. Um, so really excited to get into that and, and all of these. Um, well, I thought Arsenal Dundalk was really the one. That was the thrill that you wrote the league. Uh, upset. <laughs> That no one saw coming. Um, but yeah, so before we get into it, uh, this week's episode sponsor, or should I say sponsors, uh, Ye Old English and Mountain Dew. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, malt liquor, code red. So it's a new 40 ounce Mountain Dew Ye Old English collaboration. Oh, interesting. I feel like those demographics will, will definitely overlap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Uh, it is, you know, it's pretty bad, but... Uh, Go get a bottle. So the first game that I have um, that I wanted to talk about was Villa-Southampton. That 3-4 game. Southampton really dominated the whole game up until, um, I guess, like the 97th minute or whenever that that last score came in. It wound up being 4-3. But um, your team Villa that, you know, started so well seemed to be no crumbling. I want to say no. That's it's an exaggeration. But Southampton have also been really good. Um, yeah, or really bad. What's what's their deal? Yeah, there's no in between. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was impressed. I, I think I was more impressed with Southampton than I was disappointed with Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, then again, it was like the end, the end score in some ways flatters Villa yeah, because they sure. were able to come back once Southampton. They looked that Matty Cash handball that led yeah. to the, the goal. Uh, James Ward-Prowse. Oh my gosh. What a, what a specialist. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, that was, as soon as, I mean the first one, I feel like he's either on or he's off with those. Yeah. And I think there's been multiple times that he scored two free kicks in a game. That's insane. And so I think it's one of those things that once you see that first one go in, it's like, oh God. Um, and then as soon as the second foul was, was called, it was like, okay, that's probably another goal for Southampton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I swear on that second one, some of his teammates are like trying to even have the conversation of like, so who's going to take this one? Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Also, it's his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think, I think the big thing coming out of that is that Danny Ng's injury, uh, oh. which could be detrimental to their season. We talked about Che Adams starting to step up this season um, yeah, I don't think he's going to replace Danny Ings I don't no. think anyone will really he gets 20 plus goals a season yeah. and they don't have that anywhere else in their in their squad so I mean this game this game might also give give us the blueprint of like where it all goes wrong because yeah Ings scores the fourth goal which looks like a useless goal at, at the time. Oh yeah, and then it ends up being the winner. And it was an amazing goal too, right? Like, yeah, no, it was it was really nice. Um, that's gonna be a big one, I think. Aston Villa, um, you know, Ollie Watkins. He had that hat trick. He's been he's looked good. Yep. I don't know if he's like the, you know, proven out now Premier League striker that yeah. that they need. He seems like he's either I don't know. I don't. I he's can't tell. Know. Yeah. What. For sure, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I don't know either yet. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But I mean, goals weren't the issue for them in this game. Yeah, um, yeah, defensively. Although they arguably, they just didn't really get their themselves going in the first half. It was like they didn't create anything. They they were on the back foot. Yeah, they just they felt they felt just not really, the same team that we saw. Yeah, second best to everything to uh, dismantle uh, some of the top teams. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean that, that was just a good game to watch. Um, keep an eye on that that Ings injury. Um, not the one we can touch on quickly was was Sheffield versus Man City. Um, you know Sheffield lost obviously. Um, 
I think it was a 0-1 scoreline to City. You know, I think in, in the past, City really dominate those games, yeah. and I think it's showing that they're not necessarily where they were, given yeah. the injuries and, and everything that's going on. I think the good news is they're a top team, and yeah. they came away with the three points, and in those games, 1-0 doesn't really matter, right, as long as you win. Yeah. Um, I, the big thing that I thought was, was Torres' number nine, Ferran Torres. We talked about phenomenal. that the other day. Yeah, he looks really good. Yeah. Um, is that going to maybe solve their crisis with Aguero perpetually injured and, and Jesus, you know, yeah, that, injured or not? That was my big takeaway, too, from that game. Well, I guess there's two. We're... Maybe we're not giving them enough credit defensively. They're now at a point where they're, they've got one of the best defensive records in the league behind Arsenal. I was going to say, I think there's someone ahead of them. We'll touch on that later. <laughs> we'll touch on that. I knew uh, you'd, you'd know that. Yeah. Well, I think the, the, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, later. we'll get into it. never that. expect that as well. <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, no, I, I, I thought defensively they looked really sound. I think it's good news that even on a day where they don't score three or four, they're able to keep a clean sheet. And it is Sheffield, though. That's yeah, one of those yeah. things that they don't, they yeah. have not been looking very good going forward. It's true. So we're never not, really going to concede. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to be yeah, it's uh, a team like Arsenal to give up a goal against Sheffield, which, yeah. which they did. Yeah, and, um, and to your point about Ferran Torres, last night, Champions yeah. League, looked amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's really coming alive looked, there. Looked really, really good. Um, on that first goal. Yeah, and I think Kyle Walker has really stepped up for City. I think Ruben Diaz looks great. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I think I think they're still, in my mind, still not where they were. But that said, it's such a toss-up this season that I really think City could be... Uh, you know, I had them as number two, I think, at the end of the season. So I think yeah. they're going to turn it on. Um, it's tough for Sheffield. I feel like... I heard, I heard after the game all these... Uh, pundits coming out and saying like, oh, you know, so far we and Brewster are not doing it. But I think we were talking about this when it happened. He's only 20 years old. It's not. It's a lot of pressure. It's, to put not, it's not his fault. He shouldn't be the one carrying this team, you know? No. Um, yeah, yeah, that's one of those transfers that I'm always going to... I mean, I think good for Liverpool, seemingly good for Sheffield, probably bad career choice for, for Brewster. Yeah, um, I don't... Yeah, I, mean, I it's still don't know if it's good for Liverpool. I, I feel like... Why not keep this? Or maybe send him somewhere where he will yeah. get goals at least. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He'd look really good at Swansea, as we've as we've said. Yeah. Um, all right, great. Yeah, that that it was. That's all I wanted to touch on on that one. Um, what else we got? I got uh, Liverpool West Ham, which uh, I had West Ham winning. I said Antonio was going to score two goals, and he was out injured, so. Uh, shut me up. Um, but I think maybe had he played, it would have been a different game. I think the the, the two things for me there were, one, uh, Jota. Thiago Jota looks so good. And yeah. for, in the Champions League as well, it was... Uh, Ridiculous. Something I just didn't... Like, he obviously looked like a great player oh at Wolves. Goodness. But it's one of those things where does Klopp just... Does he just know? Does he unearth... Is it... That there's so many players who could reach their potential, and once they get to Liverpool, he kind of unlocks that final, I think, final phase. No, I think I think it's I think it's what what a lot, what a lot of people suspected going into this season, which is Jota is a player that fits the Klopp style, mm, the system, and the system really well. Because um, we've seen other examples of players that go there, and it doesn't really work out. Um, Danny Ings' injuries, unfortunately, also yeah. had a huge say in that. Um, Balotelli was never going to be his type of player. He was there before. Uh, before, yeah. Play. But yeah, no, you're right. Benteke, I think, was the one. Um, but he wasn't necessarily young, I guess, when, when Klopp arrived. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he does go for the pacier players. Um, yeah. And Firmino might not be the fastest, but he's still pretty quick, and it's really... Technical technical ability, I think, is a high priority. Oh, goodness, those goals were just amazing yesterday. He, those darting runs in behind. He just looks like a top quality player. To be fair, though, Atlanta look bad defensively. Are yeah. just they've got to be one of the worst defensive sides I've seen. It's they just kept three, giving the same goal. Over I think it was in Syria that I saw. I think it was. I want to say it was against Lazio. I think the commentator was saying he was just 
ripping them to shreds. I think he was calling him a, like just an absolute joke and like is this what does he call it? Middle school defending and things yeah. like you just can't be a top team and be giving away goals that easily. Yeah. You know? Um, I think the bright spot for Atlanta is is that guy Zapata. Yeah. Um, he, really he looks good. even in a six oh loss to Liverpool, you saw him and it was it was like wow. Um yeah. but sorry, back to Liverpool West man. <laughs> um I think the controversial thing was that 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 penalty at the end and, and what is perceived as a dive from Salah versus what Cop was saying, hey, he's got bruises on his ankles or whatever from that challenge, so it's not a flop. Other people saying it's is it convenient? I think I think it it goes back to VAR where if they go over, it'll get looked at. And if they don't, it won't get looked at. And in the slow motion video if you fall at the right time that there is contact, which there is contact, and it could be perceived as a foul, yeah. it could be given away as a penalty, versus would that knock him over? Yeah. I think that's the real question. And not just Salah, I'm not trying to single him out, but generally I think that's been more of the trend where if you're watching the video, if someone is touches your ankle and you fall, it's like, oh, they obviously tripped that person. What, what I thought was ridiculous, th- th- this was the foul from Masuaku, right, on West Ham? Yeah, I think so. What what was he doing? Because in lifetime, I'm watching it. I'm like, that doesn't necessarily look like a penalty. He stops playing. Masuaku stopped playing and like put his hands up as if to say it's a penalty. And he like looked at the ref. So the ref had to make a decision then. I thought he was saying it was like that's a dive. You should book. I I don't think so. To I guess me, to your- because he had the ball at that moment. If you thought if you thought it wasn't a foul, he would have taken off with the ball. But he stopped playing. Ball's oh, there at his feet. Mean. Yeah. And he's looking at the ref, and I'm like, why? His, I'm sure David Moyes must be livid with Matsuaku yeah. for stopping playing. There. That's true, because that, that the that ref wouldn't have called it. More. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think he um, would have called it. And I, and then, and then it becomes a whole different decision with VAR, right? Where VAR would then have to overturn the no penalty call. I think it's different when VARs, if it's called a penalty then VAR really needs to find material evidence to suggest this isn't this shouldn't be a penalty. And there's no, nothing there. there. I see what you mean. It, it's such a 50-50 call, whatever the initial call is. Because they have is. to say it was a clear and obvious error. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. I just think, I just it does feel like sometimes Liverpool are tied or, or losing in, in the end of the game. You do see Salah go over you know, a little bit more than I think I would like to. Mm-hmm. I think he's a world-class player and, and the best in the Premier League. Um, coming in from that right wing, but it's been a convenient coincidence a little more times than I would like to, uh, you know, like to give credit for. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's you don't have to agree. Yeah, and, I don't and know. Many if I listeners agree. might not, um, but that's just you know, it's what this is. That's my take. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think West Ham. You know, we're looking really good. Didn't no one really expected them to 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 flip Liverpool at uh, Anfield? But mm-hmm. yeah. Defensively, Gomez did give that header to Fornells early yeah. on, which allowed them to take the lead. Didn't look great. Otherwise, Matt Phillips next to him, I thought looked really he looked good. Really good. So I think it's great. Liverpool have a great academy system, obviously, with all the players coming out. Um, and it, it was Reese Williams in the, in the Champions League who yeah. also looked great. Yep. So I think it's between those two academy players to kind of fight for a spot. They might not be in as much trouble as they thought. I still reckon in January they're going to pick up someone really yeah. filthy. But yeah. uh, maybe not. I mean, if, if Fabinho and, and Gomez and those two players and Matip can watch... Is Fabinho back yet? No, but he will be soon, soon. from my understanding. Okay. It's not a serious injury. Okay. Um, if he's back soon and he can... He kind can of between those four and Matip part, can, And he can partner. You find your best option out of those players you mentioned. Uh, I'm not sold on Gomez. No, me neither. Uh, on Matip. No, Matip gets those players water throughout. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, the four defenders, and he, you know, he claps from the sidelines. Uh, uh, Reese Williams and Matt Phillips. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the hardest thing with any promising young defender, and Arsenal have had plenty. Yeah, that it's consistency, right? That's what that's what any d- team wants from a defender. You can have a great game, but if in three f- games throughout the season you ship goals or whatever it is, then then you're not a quality defender obviously. Yeah. yeah the John Stones problem yep that's a that's a perfect example <laughs> uh, 
He got some praise from Pep the other day, though. He's saying, oh, what a phenomenal play. I think it was in that Champions League game. He was like, he was perfect. So, yeah, if he's perfect, why don't you play him some more? We all know he's he's a he's Swiss cheese when it comes to to attackers. Really, really um, and then last one, we talked on this the other day. Um, Burnley versus Chelsea. 3-0 to Chelsea. Um Oh yeah, I know you're gonna gonna I ring know the bells. You're, you're I know the... what direction you're gonna go. You, you're well, okay, you're not gonna want to give them credit. I'm gonna want to give them credit. Okay, let's. Uh, I will say, look, going forward, Burnley typically make it tough for teams, um, for top teams when yeah. they're playing. So I would say, typically, seasons past, <laughs> yeah, that is no, the case. Burnley this season. Don't look that organized and have an asterisk next to typically. Typically. <laughs> typically, but not this season. And yeah. so I think Chelsea did well to get a clean sheet and get three goals. I agree. Um, but I think all the, the hype around them getting another clean sheet against a team that scored one goal all season, um, not that spectacular. Um, and, yeah, three, they looked really good going forward, but it's... Is it really that one goal? I thought they had, like, three or something. But um, it's, I can it, they're lowest up. of the it's, league. It's they're, really, they're at the bottom. I yeah, know. I it's know really it's, low. They're, it's them in Sheffield. Yeah, who just can't bottom. seem to get goals. So, yeah, they can't buy goals. Um, so, all I mean is I think it's great for Chelsea to yeah. win that game, obviously. Three points is three points. Clean sheet's great. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that... Mendy and Thiago Silva and Zuma are suddenly the defense of the Premier League. I don't think so. Um, and that's why I, I think it is just, a fourth clean sheet. I don't think it's this game in isolation. Okay. But my point is... What are the four clean sheets that we're... All I mean is I haven't seen them come up against a top team. And I'll include Man United as not a top team. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I just haven't seen them like... Yeah. Once we see them in a big game, I think that's when we'll see, like, okay, great. They yeah. can keep a clean sheet against City or Liverpool or, or whoever it is. And that, that, for me, means you can have a top defense even if you do yeah. give up goals. I think going forward, we always thought they, they, they're going to get get going. Ziyech, yeah. I thought looked great. Um, yeah, I thought he was a difference maker in this one. He, he was got, probably the revelation uh, yeah. in terms of, like, all of our fears last week of... Okay, they're starting to dry up up front. Like, where are the goals going to come from? He just gave them a whole new dynamic, a whole new impetus to their yeah. attacking play. Um, and that formation, I think Conte, Conte is the perfect CDM yes. for them because they have one, they have a wealth of options going forward, attacking center mids and like more wingers and kind of CAMs. But um, yeah. you just put Conte in front of that back four and. Yes put the rest of them kind of in and around the box and you're going to be fine. Yeah, I think that's a really good, really good call out in terms of the formation. Just playing Conte alone as that one holding defensive mid, that's his favorite position. He doesn't need someone there next to him holding his hand. Um, you know what I was wondering when I saw that formation? I was wondering if Lampard has now seen enough from his defense where he's like, you know what, I don't need to protect them with two holding def- uh defensive midfielders like Jorginho would also play kind of a defensive-ish role with Conte now he's like you know what I can replace him with another creative attacking player let's put Ziyech on for this game and And suddenly they have that many more more power to him yeah Yeah. and I think that's the the beauty of what Conte is as a player yeah Um, and also the I don't know Jorginho as a center defensive mid I don't think he offers very much defensively at all and and he's that sorry position and yeah, it's just not for me. Um, saw Arsenal rumored with him. Really glad that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, no so offense to him. Kovacic, who doesn't get much game. Yeah, time. I was kind of. He looked really good uh, at points last season. Yeah. But but he doesn't fit into this team right now. No. And I think my question for you, your favorite player, Mason Mount. Yeah. Where does where does he fit in, or does he get the boot? In all of this, I think he played in. Had Just a good to clarify, game. Mason Mount is by no stretch of the imagination my favorite player. <laughs> I was uh, being ironic. <laughs> being ironic here, uh, he's a, in my mind a promising young English player that everyone in the Premier League hypes up. Um, yeah, I think he's good. He's good, but he's good. does he is he much better than him? In my mind, yes. He's older too. He's like 26, 27. Regardless, does he kick him out of the lineup? I think is my question. Or like, what well, is what is their lineup this weekend? They didn't have to, right? Yeah, they no, played Conte. But Pulis- only because Pulisic got in. Conte. Well, the original lineup was going to be 
Timo Werner out of the side and Pulisic on that oh, left wing, right. and they wanted yeah, to right. try Timmy Abraham up front. Um, so yeah, I don't. I think I think he makes. I think Mount makes sense in that lineup because he's he's kind of a attacking midfielder. You know. Yeah. He's not. I don't like him as much as a winger. No. Forward. He's a luxury player, I think, as well. Where where. But he gives you a lot of running, a lot of grit, a lot of running, a lot yeah. of tracking back. Um, which aren't necessarily things you'd get. You you would still get some of that from Pulisic, Werner, uh, Abraham, but not to the extent you get it from Mel. Yeah. Well, I think it's also tricky. They do have a lot of, you know, attacking midfielders that aren't necessarily wingers with Mount, with um, yeah. Havertz, Havertz, who can play on the right. He's kind of versatile, but he is, yeah. in my mind, a bit more of a, you know, a left-center mid or a, or a center attacking mid, and then Ziyech yeah. as well is pretty similar. I think he can play on the wing much better. Than you bring up a good point. Maybe, maybe Havertz falls into that mount role. Mm. It's Havertz and Ziyech, uh in the attacking midfield positions, yeah. and then you have Pulisic and Timo right. Werner and yeah. Abraham up Where's front. Where's Giroud? No, because uh, those are real. Those attackers. are real yeah. You know, those are real attackers. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all three of those players. Um, and and when Ross Barkley gets back from his bill alone, where does, where does he squeeze in? No. Cheap um, shot. I know. <laughs> Cheap shot. But I, I, I mean, I think Ross, that, come on, buddy, don't don't take it seriously. Yeah, I know you're listening. We're, um, we're just kidding around. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good for them to recognize that. Okay, we've got a lot of options here, and send Barkley out on yeah. loan, and it was um, the right move for a player who never really came to. But yeah. Um, yeah. Does Havertz give you enough tracking back for him to play with Ziyech in an attacking midfield role? Maybe Conte gives you enough support. That's what I mean. It's what's exciting about this Chelsea team. They have so many a lot of options. options I think in Lampard front. is if well if Lampard doesn't figure it out, someone else will. I think they're going to be a very scary squad. They'll be just my prediction okay. is this season, not yet. Next season, I think is really when they're going to come to. But that's my prediction is clean sheets through the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. No, I'm just kidding. Um, cool. So I only have two other games before we dive into the the Man United Arsenal, um, Newcastle Everton. A uh, bit of a shock. Um, Pickford dropped. Pickford dropped. That was huge. Um, you called it. Put in. Put in the Swede. Put in Wilson. Um, and he, uh, he. I thought he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. Um, He's not the reason Everton struggled in this one. No, I mean I think for me that lineup was was odd. They were they were really well, short players, yeah. so it made sense. But I think that really highlights the lack of depth that they have in terms of quality. Their starting eleven is is top, obviously top drawer and can can really put yeah. away games and, and dominate top teams. Yeah, but but when outside of that eleven, when Richarlison's out, when you're starting Fabian Delph. I give Oof. up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I throw in the towel. <laughs> yeah. I think they played, it was like four midfielders. It was Sigurdsson, Delph, um, Andre Gomez, and um, uh, Brazilian, um, oh. Allen. Uh, yeah. And Decore, actually. I think they played all of those. And then they had Calvert-Lewin, and they had... Uh, the two wing backs. It was just an odd lineup considering. Yeah. I know Richarlison's out injured, or no, sorry, red card. Um, James was out injured that game. Yeah. But Noah Wobi, no Bernard, I think that game could have used some, some more. I would like to see a I think that's the opportunity, and, and he hasn't really come good for that price tag yet, but I think he hasn't really had that many chances to. Yeah. I think under. Um, but I trust Ancelotti, so if he's watching Iwobi in training or in, in, in the cup games he puts him in and he doesn't think he can do a job, I think that's really concerning. Yeah, I, I would be concerned as him. As, I think Marco Silva right, purchased him, and then they had a terrible season. Um, and then there was the interim manager, who I don't think rated him highly, and then you have a chance under the new coach. So it's still early for, for him. Yeah. I think there's still hope, but yeah, to your point, if he's not getting a run of games now with Richarlison out yeah. on his preferred left wing. I wonder if Ancelotti is cold in the way that he, he cares about numbers. He cares about how many assists and how many goals are you going to get me. And he will be does not get very many of those. That's not. Yeah. And, to, I mean, to his, to his credit, you're not going to displace Richarlison or James when they're both fit. And that's well, just... you don't... 
sometimes I feel like you don't even need to displace them. You can Rotate. make it such that one of those players eventually get. I mean, not Hamas, but Richarlison. If you're if you're confident in your second option, sometimes teams will sell off that player, cash in on oh on Richarlison, and then you move into that role, and then they recycle that capital elsewhere in the squad where they think it's more useful. But Iwobi's nowhere near doing that for them. No, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, good for Callum Wilson at Newcastle. Uh, Yep. Really like to see him doing well. Um, I think it was such a smart purchase by Newcastle from from Bournemouth, and and he gets he gets goals. I mean, Newcastle haven't looked incredible these past couple of games, um, but he got two goals and won the game for him. So yep, yep. Recognize center forward, English. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I th- I, th- I think it was it was a little bit of a shock, but. Um, you know, like I said, I don't. I think the real question for Everton now is is depth. Yeah, it's kind of what we worried. We said that. We yeah. said that early on, and and maybe it's like you know, if they're building a project, yeah. it makes sense. They're gonna buy in January, and next summer, and then and then they'll have the depth that they need. Yeah, already huge improvement. Huge improvement. But I guess then that leads to the question: Is midfielders they bought are are twenty eight, twenty nine? If yeah. they're not planning, I mean. You get another, another three years. Yeah, yeah, but James, he's only slowing down. He yeah. still looks great. Speed isn't huge in his game right now. It's true. He's, pl- he's but, but you're player. right. If you slow down just that little bit more, when do you hit yeah. that, that year <laughs> that where you're like, oh, shoot. Wayne Rooney. Oh, he didn't get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ooh, pulled another hammy. Yeah, <laughs> I hate to see that. And the walker gets tossed <laughs> to the side as he joins the pitch. Exactly. Um, and he's been rumored recently with DC United. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's either that or Boca Jr. <laughs> yeah. Um, that happens so quickly in this game. It's so yeah. true. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how they how they do. I still feel very confident about them. Cap Lewin got another goal. He's really, uh, you know, yeah. proving that United <laughs> eighty million, eighty million pound rumor true. Uh, Even in a game where they didn't look good, he's still scoring, which is good news for them. Yeah, that confidence. You want to keep that high, especially in those games. Um, yeah. All right, and then Leeds Leicester. Uh, that was such a good game to watch. It was. Um, kind of thought it going in, but it really moved quickly. You know, yeah. it started out with that uh, Patrick Bamford open header, just right into the Come Schmeichel's, on. and then Schmeichel kicks it immediately, and they get a goal. Yeah, um, Leicester, and I think that's where Harvey Barnes is not my favorite player. We talk okay. Also, we always say English because English players in the Premier League, in, in our opinion, get overhyped. Yes, the Mason Mounts of this world. Yes. Um, I think I think Harvey Barnes is up there as, as an overhyped player. He's quick. Yeah. yeah I'm just gonna leave that there. He's quick. Uh, <laughs> no. I agree. He's, yeah. He's quick. Uh, a lot of good running in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like to see that. Uh, uh, kind of like another player. I yeah. Know. He's he's uh, the English Dan James. Oh God! Don't say it. <laughs> but uh, no, no. But I thankfully was... for Leicester, he's better than that. But... Yeah. Yeah. I know he is. But he looked he he looked good that game. I think that's where the running really. Did well and and with Vardy up to, the two of them up top it's just they're both so fast. Yeah, um, we 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 can't escape it though. That first goal is also Koch's fault. Oh yes, yes, I love. He looked you so texted bad the me first about game. it. I, yeah, it happened, and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that. It was bad. Um, was really he had bad. some other moments in the game that he looked much better, but I said it earlier. It Consistency so as a clumsy. defender is what you want. He runs past the ball. Like he's running yeah. <laughs> towards the ball against Barnes, and then he overruns it, and suddenly he's like out of he's out of position and has to toe poke it back towards his goalie. Yeah, Leeds, uh, unfortunate. You know, Bielsa's uh, not very happy with that result. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's a shame, but um, Barty looked so so good. Um, Isn't that the difference? That's the difference. I mean, I think I think Leicester look uh, they look very good. Um, but so did Leeds. So did Leeds at the time. But Leicester look, yeah. is having someone up front who's going to finish more yeah. often than they miss. Yeah. And Bamford is is not doing that. Even last yeah. week where it's, he had a good week. That's fair. He missed, he missed two chances. or three great opportunities in the first half. And some games those opportunities keep coming in the second half. Some games like, like this week, you just don't get as many in the second half. And he's got, I think he set the record for the... 
it's like he's on one of two Leeds players to mm-hmm. get six goals in their first seven games or something yeah. like that. He's young. He's very promising. But that, yeah. that to your point, Vardy is a 35-year-old, 20-something-plus season uh, goals a season striker. Bamford is kind of finding his own. Yeah. Um, and if Leeds want to become... You know, a top eight team. Yeah. Then he then needs he needs to make make another jump in his game. He needs to he step does. it up. Yeah, he needs the Carlo Ancelotti uh, influence. Yeah. Um, I I, uh, I don't know if Carlo Ancelotti would take him as a project. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, then again, Calvert Lewin didn't look great. He didn't look Cal- great at all. Carlo yeah. Ancelotti, so. um, yeah. I just thought Leicester looked looked great. Uh, Undair from from Roma got another assist off the bench. He looks great coming off the bench. His assists are also just all very clever. Just put it on a plate. Yeah. Um, and Vardy loves him at this point. He does. Yeah. He's like, put him <laughs> he on. was so stoked yeah. Yeah. after that goal. He was like, again. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, I I swear I saw him joking on his way back to uh, midfield that he now owed Undair goals. That's so funny. Yeah. He uh, he looks great. I think Leicester. Yeah, you know, Damari Gray was the guy who was coming off the bench, or Ineacho, who both, I think, don't look very good. Yeah. Um, and they've proven that with all the chances they've had. Udair yeah. looks great. Um, yeah. I think the question for Leicester, as it was last season, is can they keep this up? Yeah. Last season, no. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers, Liverpool side in 2013-14, no. Is that yeah. just, you know, they, they run so much in all these games. Yeah. It's it, but it's a good point bringing up Under because in past seasons when players got injured, your backup was Slimani and some of these players. Does yeah. does this just give you that extra edge? Is Under just good enough or better than than Slimani by enough of a margin where okay, there's maybe not quite the same drop off. If someone yeah. like Barnes gets injured, then then you have Under take his place. Still, maybe you're able to get the, you know similar results. Yeah, I don't think there'd necessarily be a huge drop off if they played Under instead of Barnes right now. No, I don't think so at all. Under's quick. I think he's he's young, so it's a little bit. Um, it's if you lose Vardy, <laughs> but yeah, if you lose Vardy, that's where you're, and that's where Slavani is a striker. Um, but he's uh, yeah, he's one of those. I don't know what just like heap the ball forward. He's gonna get you some ugly goals. Yeah. Um, but not enough of them. No, no, no. I think that is that is the point. If, if they lose Vardy, they don't really have a backup yeah. striker. Um, yeah, but in uh, oh, in Koch, I thought Koch was a bit at fault for this. For the I think the second goal where Vardy just like out muscles him, bullies him, and gets to the diving header. Oh, and then and the, then the, the save. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he was at fault. That was a weird one to fall over on. Yeah. Uh, to just you, his job was to get to that ball first. He yeah. was near post ahead of Vardy, and Vardy just like totally or just if you ran don't, ahead. And of the him. keepers be up on your feet to get the rebound. Yeah, I mean, I just I question why he went out. Like, I get it, you were locked in, but it just felt. I think he needs to win that header. Yeah, just don't let Vardy get a shot on target there. Yeah, we'll see if he starts the next game. Yeah, I, I, at what point do they start playing that uh, Sociedad, Real Sociedad defender? it got to be soon, right? based on that game. Like, how much yeah. worse could this guy possibly be <laughs> versus Koch? Like, yeah, that's what true. What are we talking about here? Um, so. Yeah. All right, and then uh, to wrap up last weekend, Man United uh, versus Arsenal. I feel like we're running out of time. We should really <laughs> wrap this up. No, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll spend a couple hours on this one. No, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, hot take. Yeah, great game for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, I know, I, I agree. I think we looked very dominant in in away game that we don't normally. I think there's been plenty of stats going around with um, haven't won away to a top six since 2015, I think it was. Yeah. Um, also haven't won at Old Trafford since 2006. Yeah. A lot of, like, I think... I think we looked really good as a as a team. My concern is still around chances created. Yeah. The only goal was a penalty. Um, we didn't have a lot of shots on target. I think that's a consistent theme for us. The good news is it worked out this game. But yeah. if it's a nil nil draw, do we look at Arteta a bit differently? Um, I agree. I think that is the the only concern from Arsenal's perspective. 
I thought you should have gone in at least one or two zero up at halftime. I thought so too. And you suddenly put yourself in huge danger against a team like United. We were talking about it at the time. United certainly can't look worse than that first half and the second half. And, right. they, and we looked better at the beginning. First so 10 minutes, you came back. It was just so suddenly shuffle. you're like, uh oh, yeah. is Arsenal going to rue all those missed chances? Willian, to be fair, hits hits the crossbar. Yeah. Um, but it was like uh, that Leicester game where we did yes. rue those missed chances because yeah. then Vardy comes on it and finishes us off. Yes. And United do have that counterattacking threat as yeah. well. Um, Saka missed an open header. He did. Um, there was. Bellerine puts in a great cross. Lacazette just... Uh, not Lacazette. Aubameyang just, tried, missed, just yeah. misses getting there at the far post. There are a lot of just kind of close chances that, like... I feel like when Arsenal's clicking, you put this away. Yeah. I think that's... It's a concern for me. Yeah. I think the good news is, and we talked about that defensive record. Yes. Um, you know, if we can keep clean sheets against top teams, I feel good still compared to where we've been where it's like okay we're playing man city we have to score at least five goals because we know we're going to ship at least four yeah um and it's now nice to to feel like okay you know we can egg out a draw i totally agree it's yeah it's i feel good about that and i think it's best it's seven goals in eight games and we played a way to liverpool city and yeah best defense in the league it's great um yeah i Absolutely agree. I was thinking too, like, does this now, is this just like a really exciting time for Arsenal in the sense that, okay, defensively we've solved it. Now, every time you head into a transfer market, it's no longer, oh, we need defensive. Yeah, it's, oh, we need center backs. That's a really good Now point. you've got the defensive platform where, okay, what kind of creative players fit into the system? Who yeah. does Arteta want to, to build this attack? I don't think it'll necessarily include a, a, a Lacazette up front. He's... It, just not enough goals. He brings a lot, but just not yeah. not th- what you what you really need in that position. I think you're right. I mean, we'll see. I do. I love Lacazette, and it's Me too. it's he seems. I would integral, keep him at the club, but it, yeah, it seems integral to the, the how Arteta plays in terms of playing out of the back, building up the play, like having a striker who's good with his feet can hold up the ball. Yeah. I think seems like it's a big part of that system. Yeah. But to your point. If you can find someone who can do that and get goals, yeah. all the better. Um, I don't think that's Niketia. No. Um, no. I think we're just building him confidence to then sell him next, <laughs> next year to, to exactly. West Ham or Everton. Saw <laughs> Liverpool sell Ryan Brewster yeah. and got jealous. Yeah. Oh, Dominic, come on, Niketia. Dominic Solank went to Bournemouth for like 40 mil or something so ridiculous. So true. I mean, um, even them selling Iwobi for what they did, I thought was yeah, a that was coup. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, uh, I think you're right. It's, it's, and I wonder if that's part of Arteta's plan, where you you shore up defense and you build that that solidity, yeah. um, and know that this season we're not going to create as many chances, but we'll be solid defensively, and then can add those creative players. Um, for me, Partey in that game was just incredible. Phenomenal. That's exactly why we bought him. He jumps right in, and he looks like he's been dominating the Premier League forever. Yeah. Um, he played really well with everybody. He he bossed that midfield. He, he looked. He, he made Fred look like a joke. He made Bruno, Fred, and yeah. Paul Pogba yeah. all look like absolutely like jokes, like kids. Yeah, it was. It was he was so comfortable in that midfield. It was great. Right. I liked, and I liked our formation. El um, looked phenomenal. El coming alive. Uh, he 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 was what if we had an award for like unsung heroes? Yeah, that was El Nenny. Like you showed me that you sent me that video of him in the like the ninety first minute. minute. He's sprinting across Shutting the field. Down, yeah, your defense from playing out. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, great. I don't think El Nenny is the most. Uh, like I don't think he's. You look at him and you're like, oh wow, what a, what a ball player, right? It's more. Um, it's that work rate that, work, that he yeah. drives. And he does have great passing, but he's not like a Ceballos, no. um, silky midfielder. He's just like a, like a yeah, a, yeah. a tank. Yeah. Um, and he's he's got a great engine in him. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I thought, and they were, they were it, it was a good thing they really stepped up because we were, we were worried for Arsenal. I mean, you were 
worried for Arsenal. I was I was licking my chops um, when both of your center backs, uh, two of your center backs, got yellow cards early on. Early on, in like the twenty fifth minute. You're like, okay, yeah, this could get interesting. Rob, exactly. why, why don't we tone it down a little bit? Yeah, exactly. But then, but then those midfielders, El Nenny and Partey, just absolutely yeah. shut it down. I don't think they faced many one on one opportunity like chances after. No, that. and and Gabriel. Um, Looked incredible. He did. Um, it was between him and him and uh, Party for man of the match yeah. for me. Holding looked surprisingly good. Solid. Um, he's All he's come alive a lot this season. I think um, he's not my favorite, and we talked about it in our Teta system of center backs. Mm-hmm. You know, doing a quick cut and then a pass to, to break through the yeah. you know the, the the forward press. Don't love to see holding trying to trying to croif turn on somebody <laughs> and play a pass, but um, yeah. he's looked good. I, I I was also really impressed with Arteta's system in this game. Oh, it's and I love I just love that about Arteta that oh. discipline. That discipline. We look, but also inventiveness. It's not like a boring sit. Uh, we've got a lot of players Apparently. behind the ball. Yeah, it's like it's a high press, mm-hmm. but it's also like I, I I think we were talking about this during the game. It feels like he. His formations morph throughout yeah, the game. It's so amorphous. It's um, crazy. And I think that's where it's like, oh, 3 4 3, 4 3 3. Yeah. To me, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't. What you, what you put down, because it's going to change with or without the ball. Yeah. Um, it's more the personnel, I guess. Saka became who was started. We're, we're drawing up our lineups. It's like, okay, so this Wing looks back. like a back three with Tierney on the left center back, Gabriel middle, Rob holding on the right center back, and then Sokka as a wing back and Bellerin as a wing back. The game starts. They sprint up the field and suddenly it's like it's it's it's, it's like a two yeah. it's like a two two four or something. Like Bellerin and Sokka are, are wingers, wingers suddenly. Suddenly yeah. and then you have like almost Lacazette and Obamyang playing as two strikers. Willian kind of fills in the hole behind them. Yeah. And then uh and then Tierney shifts over from left center back to come to left back. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow. It's great. So solid. It's great. <laughs> it's um, like, yeah, to your point, I think it's the, that defense, it's not the park the bus uh, defense. It's it's uh, it's a system. Um, it's an amazing system. Kept us, as, as, as a United fan watching that first half, you felt suffocated inside your own time. half. For, for being away could, at could, Old Trafford, oh did not anticipate that much. Uh, possession and that you know forward passing, but it was great to see, and yeah. I think that's what we need in those away games. And we've always given too much respect, maybe, and it's like you just need to come in and dominate the game. Yeah. Um, so so great for Arsenal, and we really needed that win to move out the table a bit. We were frozen at nine points for a while. Yeah. So the really happy. To performance see hadn't been bad. No, no the we, results been, were results were. It's were more bad, we weren't keeping clean sheets. But and we weren't creating yeah. chances, and we haven't created. You weren't chances. shipping goals either. No, no it was games. kind of unfortunate. Yeah, it's just like these one-zero games where you weren't scoring enough goals. This weekend didn't really answer that. No, but it builds confidence. Builds confidence. Yeah. So that was a lot about Arsenal, but now to Man U. Uh, I I, I, should, I think we've got a couple more talking <laughs> points on Arsenal. Who can we stretch this out a little bit longer? I would say uh, oh, when I saw the diamond midfield. Against us, I was a little worried because you guys looked good doing that. It's not. Um, a, it wasn't a diamond. It was a diamond. Maybe he set it up as a diamond. But that's not what happened. That's not um, what happened. It, and then, I just thought tactically, Ole got it wrong, oh, and you saw him so get wrong. it so right against Leipzig. Um, in the Champions League, yeah. and even against PSG, you see, there's times that he comes out with, you're like, Ole the tactician. Like, who would have thought? Um, and then there's a game against Arsenal that you. Remind yourself that it, he, maybe is he just getting lucky? He just throws a team together and hopefully it works against this. He team shoots player. himself in the foot with games like this, and maybe it's him shooting himself in the foot, or maybe it's it's him being discovered for for the novice coach death. that he is. Yeah, um, I'm. I came out of this game. My immediate reaction was obviously much. It's good that I've had a couple days to to sit on this one. <laughs> yeah, because uh, my initial result. Reaction was, he's out of his depth. That game was a humiliation by Arteta. If we're just talking about like coach versus coach, go set up your teams, and yeah. and how do those formations play against each other and those systems of play? 
Arteta absolutely dominated that one for me. The scoreline was almost flattering to you it was. guys. Uh, it should it should have been out of our reach by halftime. I th- I think it should have been two zero by yeah. halftime. If you if you're really taking your chances. Yeah, I mean, I think um, you have such a wealth of options in the midfield, and we've talked about it before. Yeah. Where how does Van de Beek play in? Who's the best CDM? You know, obviously, I think Fernandez starts Pogba now. To your point, is maybe out of the lineup. He's not. Should have been. He shouldn't have started this game. He didn't look very good in a um, game where you're going to be up against a team, a high energy team that's pressing, and you're you're needing to match those energy levels. Not him. Paul Pogba is never going to give you that. No, and you you would think Fred would have, considering how he's been playing, but he looked out of sorts. He looked out of sorts. I thought. I thought. No fault to his own. I just think it was the. I thought he was bad. I thought McTominay was worse. Yeah. I thought McTominay was. And he's typically the the high energy, youthful, high energy Scotsman. Yeah, and he, I thought his energy levels were okay. He was a little erratic, a little naive in a lot of instances, mm-hmm. um, and his passing was brutally off yeah. in a game where you're really depending on those on those. Uh, midfielders to launch your attack. You win the ball back. All right, let's launch it. Launch it. He was giving it right back to Arsenal, and yeah. then it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna absorb another five minutes of pressure in our own half, and oof, it was really tough to watch. Yeah, and I think Rashford and Greenwood, um, they were feeding on scraps. They there was no no negative against them. It's, it just seemed like they were. It was a tough game yeah. as as a United striker. Um, and then defensively, you know, you guys weren't terrible. Yeah, it was more in the midfield. I think that was. So I still lacking. don't like that pairing of Maguire and Lindelof. No, I mean, even in a game where they only conceded one, I thought there were just moments in there where they looked really sloppy. Like the fact that Saka, little five foot got a six, free header, got a free header next to Lindelof. Yeah, that's, Wait, like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, I, I couldn't believe that moment. And there were a couple. Lindelof had other good moments where he's dive. He, he he's making these diving interceptions, but on the whole, Maguire and him just don't convince me back yeah. there. I don't think that was our our issue in this game. I don't think that's what held us back. I think the midfield was was really where we lost this game. That was the game. That was the battle. Um, and you only had two midfielders, and we had like four. Yeah. So, so much for a diamond, you yeah. know, dominating midfield. Yeah, I think. Um, and then the subs, like Van de Beek came on, and Cavani came on too late. I think Cavani had like one touch of the ball. He really, it just didn't. It seemed like he just threw players on, and there was no real rhyme or reason. Yeah, this uh, wasn't the kind of game Cavani was going to do. Well, and well, and I guess the second half we started to have more possession. In the beginning of it, but in the when first half it wouldn't have been. Yeah, you're right. It was like the first ten minutes of the second half. I was I felt under threat a bit. And then we were fell done. out. Of yeah, it. yeah. Um, because he's not the striker that's going to be great on a counter attack, sprinting up the field, no, breaking no, no, no. through the press, making. You need runs to have the ball and just whip in, whip in crosses. Um, yeah, I just thought it was. Is that is that United or is that Ole that they think is the? I think, you I, think know? I think Ole has to take a lot of responsibility in this one. Not a great setup. Totally got outmanaged, and then also his first sub. His first sub was bringing on Matic. I loved. I loved to see that. Yeah, I didn't understand that in a game where he, I guess my understanding. I forget of the if he took process. off Bruno or Greenwood. Uh, I think he took off McTominay. No, he took off Fred. Took off Fred for for Matic. Um, Either way, then he took off Bruno and kept Pogba on the field. I think so. I was so confused by that. Yeah, I think that's where it's like is is it? I don't know if it's the squad. I think it might be Ole, but um, yeah, I think I understand the Matic sub where if you're if you're really getting dominated in midfield, he's a big presence, and I could understand that. But you were down a goal at that point. If it was nil nil, it makes maybe a little more sense where yeah. you can get some some more pressure, but. Um. Yeah, it was you're down a goal and you need you need some creativity. You know, you throw in Matic. So um, so confused. But uh, yeah, I guess my last question on on all of that is, uh, if not Ole, then who? 
you know, say say this run of, of poor Premier League form continues and into you know, November is the time typically when when the sacks come out, I think. Yeah. Uh, Emery was sacked in November, Mourinho was for you all in November. Um yeah. Marco Silva for Everton. It's typically around now that, that the the decision needs to be made. Yeah. That are we gonna stick this through and he's gonna turn it around. You all have seven points. You could potentially have ten and then suddenly you're, you know, six points from the top. So Yeah. It is early, it's a tight table. This is the make or break season for him and Right, because he's he's had a couple of seasons. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, at what point at what point do you try to salvage the season? It's tough. You have to balance you have to balance, okay, have we given Ole long enough versus um, you know, things are get starting to get desperate for United. Um I I fear beyond what I think should happen, I almost think it's irrelevant. I think I I think he should be moved on. <laughs> transitioned yeah. in the You're no in the coming months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. However, P, whichever PR words they'll they'll use. Um but I don't I'm afraid they won't for a few reasons. One, I think always not always their dream manager from the board's perspective. He never mm. criticizes them for not spending money. If you get a real top manager, he wouldn't have allowed $32 million spent on Van de Beek and this Diallo money spent and Palestri and try to try to present that as a as a transfer window. Where that, is Palestri that was, in this? Why is oh, that? Was, he's now he's playing the youths. Yeah. He's playing the youth teams because that's where he belongs. So will Diallo whenever he comes yeah. in. And is he, no top manager would have stood for that kind of summer. Ole... Oh yeah, you know we did what we could. You know, <laughs> yeah. we move on with the squad I have. Um, so one, I th- I think there's that. Well, and there's a trend of the old the old players coming back and becoming top managers at their at their teams. Um, yeah, I think a lot these days. I think that's more of a trend. Is on. Yeah, and that's that was the hope. A lot of them though have to prove themselves first. Like Lampard goes and cuts his teeth in the Champions League with with Derby. Actually, like, does championship in championship? What did I say? Champions League. Champions League with Darby. No, <laughs> someday Darby. Someday, um, in the championship, um, uh, Arteta. It you I mean, know, our assistant under assistant coach. You're right. It was it was a risk, but paid off. He had he had he had been a tutor to Pep Guardiola in a and, team and that was dominating. In a yeah. team that was dominating, yeah. and how much of that success? Do you attribute to Arteta? Well, we're starting to attribute more and more to, more of it to Arteta. Yeah. Um, Ole coached uh, uh, a local side in Norway. Norway. Yeah, I, I, think, I know honestly, a professional it, side, it, but <laughs> it was that it was just that fluke where he came in as interim manager yeah. and did so well, got the contract, and just nosedived. Um, that night in Paris, that you got lucky with a handball penalty. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a while ago now. I'm gonna hold on to that because I still still feel bitter about it. Not that I like PSG. I just yeah. thought it was. And I don't want to be too harsh on Ole. Like he could become a great manager. It's just you don't get those development years in at Manchester at United. United. Yeah. Okay. Who 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 do you want? Who would you want to come in? Say he gets this. Say you. All right. So next game you you all play Everton. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that you play. Um, was it West Brom, I guess? Yeah, I guess so. Um, and say you lose both those games, and yeah, he's out. Yeah, Say he's out. Yeah. Is it Pat- Pochettino? Is so, it- so, so, if you remember Mourinho after being sacked from Manchester United, all of a sudden, you know, months go by, and all of a sudden he's back on, he's on Sky Sports doing these oh, these Monday night yes. marketing campaigns for, oh, by the way, I'm still I'm ready. here. I'm, I'm ready, ready for a challenge. Yeah, Pochettino. Pochettino comes out, does the exact same thing. The come out and get me. You know, they spend all this time really marketing Pochettino as a coach. They did a pretty good job. Um, I So there's a couple things that I liked from that Monday night. I, I almost like... The Leeds Leicester game was second. Yeah, that <laughs> second was, that was to, the, to that this. Was the intermission. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, that was the real watch for me. 
Um, I liked the fact that they they brought up the fact that when he got to Southampton and when he got to Spurs, those teams went from being some of the teams that didn't run so much in the league, especially Spurs. They were bottom of the league in terms of like uh, kilometers covered in the mm. game, and immediately next season they're top. South yeah. Southampton, he gets there. They're suddenly the the number one running team, high press. A Bielsa, it's almost a Bielsa type yes, kind of that um, high press, yeah. a lot of running kind of system. I would love, I would love if, if if nothing more, even if we don't get great results, just to see the players more effort. come out in the first half, just raring to go and running. Yeah, like it. It sounds so basic, but we don't get that from United right now. Yeah, we come into the first half and we always look well off the pace even in games against Leipzig we're on the back foot for the full, whole first half and oh yeah well second half Ole's team looked amazing why why are we playing half games yeah like, yeah and against top teams you're not going to be able to do that you don't right? get to Arsenal yeah. was a great example yeah. we, we didn't take we didn't do anything in the first half assumed the second half would come out what scared me about Ole's post game conference, press conference is he he came out trying to make it sound like he had a good game? Yeah, he you came, just admit that, that he came out saying, "Well, this game had a zero zero draw on it for me. Uh, had zero zero draw written all over it." Yeah, but it wasn't. We like it. we had that. You know, Paul Pogba made a mistake, um, but otherwise it would have been a zero zero draw for me. Why like, is that a positive? At home? Yeah, why is that a positive at home? <laughs> And also, why are you? Why are you even pretending? How delusional are you that you watched? If this, you watched that game, it was. You watched that game and you thought, "Oh yeah, things are okay." Yeah, yeah. That was that was insane against to me. a Europa League team. You know. Yeah, and I thought it was also a weak move to almost be hiding behind Pogba. Yeah, I I didn't expect that from him. To be fair. No, but Pogba is the scapegoat. He seems to always be the scapegoat. He is, but as manager, I'm allowed to scapegoat him. Oh, I see. As manager, you're not allowed to. As a pundit. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. As a a pundit. As a talent on a a high-stakes podcast. Podcast, exactly. Um, No, I I, I agree, though. I think, and that's where we talk about it. He just doesn't seem like the right manager. You guys have a great squad. It's, It's getting someone in there who can get the best out of them. Yeah. Um... We'll see who that is. I think Poch, I, Max, Maximilio Allegri from from Juve is still yeah open. I, I was I, I rather I rather the Premier League experience. Yeah, I th- I think I, yeah I agree. I don't think that he's gonna be uh, yeah necessarily like a anywhere outside of Juve. It's one of those you win eleven titles with Juve and no one wants you. Yeah, and and I think there's still a lot of concern from myself, part of me and. I know, like other uh, United fans and pundits out there, are like, well, Pochettino didn't win anything with Spurs. True. I'm like, no matter what, he's a step up from Ole. That's true. There's not a lot of great managers available either, right? Now. Yeah, and you don't. He he brought he brought a, what I thought was a decent Spurs team to to a Champions League final, which should have been way out of their reach. Yeah, he shouldn't have gotten the sack, in my opinion. No. They were looking pretty bad in the league. They they were they even were. since the previous season. They, they were. had like a stretch of games in the Premier League that was. And, and I was watching the uh, the Amazon documentary, and it, after that Champions League loss, you start the next season, and in the documentary, it looked like his spirit was really low. Yeah, I think losing that Champions League final took a lot out of him and the team. Makes and, sense. And you get that far. Yeah, you get that far. It was kind of a feeling of like, they also came close in the league a couple of years or before that. You know, when Leicester won. Yeah. They got I think second. They, they came second one year. I don't know if it was that year. No, I think My, they wound up getting third. third yeah. yeah, I think that's when Arsenal got second. So anyways, they came close a couple times in the league. Looked like they would do it. Champions League, make it to the final. And I think that was just deflating for them. For sure. Um, um, and for yeah. him as a manager, he didn't seem like he could recover from that. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I think he'd be a great coach for you guys. Um, we'll see. We'll see yep. where where it winds up. Um, but yeah, all in all, great weekend. Great weekend for Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, um, great weekend. Uh, yeah. So coming yeah. up uh, this week, 
this weekend, uh, game week eight, Saturday, is Everton Man U. Interesting. Um, at Goodison Park, I in, in my prediction is Everton are going to do it, uh, just based on how you all have been playing. Um, I think Hamez will be back, which is going to be a big plus for that. And then um, I think the, then the question becomes around, you know, Richarlison and, and the rest of that team. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on, on Everton Man U? Um, you think Ole's going to save his it, career I think again? it depends what uh, who's back for Everton. If, if they have... If it's full squad against full squad, I think Everton can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they'll do it. Handling? With, yeah. It, it seems like one of those games where, like, talk about novice midfield yeah. from Manchester United against... Decore and, and Allen. Decore, Allen, and if Hamas is, is back... I think he is back, yeah. Oof, that's the kind of midfield that, that could really dominate Manchester United. Um and then defensively, I think they look pretty sound. Um, yeah, Calvert Lewin hat trick against his future club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Calvert Lewin in the form he's in will will be just super excited to go meet Maguire and Lindelof. I think back there, um, if he if he gets a header like Saka got in oh, that he's game, putting that away. he's putting that away. Yeah, I think he could really time. make Lindelof yes look like a, the the slob that he is. I, I'd almost expect him to try to play off of Lindelof. Yeah. Um, just knowing he's going to be able to outmuscle him for headers and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, other big game on Sunday, Man City-Liverpool. That's an interesting one, isn't it? It's huge. It's always such a great game. Yeah. Whenever they meet, it's a... Uh, it's, they've kind of become rivals in the last yeah, couple of seasons, which is great to see. Yeah. I mean, they were the only two real competitors, I guess, so it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it's and, and I like it too. Opposing it, identities, kind yes, of, yeah. And it's coaches. It's a. It's it's almost a rivalry that's been driven more by the coaches and the players and and the heights that that these teams have brought themselves to, rather than we have all these rivalries that are based on you know Locality legacies. Kind of oh, thing. back ten years, Arsenal, Manchester United, yeah. were real <laughs> now rivals. We're fighting for fifth. Now we're watching this game and we're like, oh gosh, yeah. these teams are both so far from from those days. Man City and Liverpool is is a real rivalry these days. Yeah, it, it, well, I think that deserved one. that Mane red card years ago against Ederson with the kick yeah. to the face is what helped kickstart that. Um, yeah, that's but true. yeah, that should be a really good game. It could be. I don't think a title decider, but yeah. um, you know, uh, Liverpool if they lose that game, they have two losses in in. Eight games, yeah. Uh, which for them, compared to last season, would be pretty yeah. surprising. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly, Man City are are, are kind of on on the up and up yeah. um, with a game in hand. So what what do you, what do you think? I think Liverpool are going to do it though. They just look, um, they look so good. Yeah. I think I think they said Jesus would be back for City. I don't think that changes that much. Um, City have looked really good, but I just think Liverpool have looked a bit better. That said. Without Van Dyke, and if Fabinho's out, yeah, I wonder if Fabinho's back. If he's not, if he's not City, it's it's, it's a to- kind of, it's a toss up. Actually, yeah. I don't really know. I I mean, I, I said Liverpool, uh, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I I would. I'm gonna guess that they don't have Fabinho back for this one. If they don't, um, you're saying I, City. I think City. Yeah, because I think City with Ferran Torres has looked really good up front. De Bruyne's always a threat. Sterling's always a threat. Yeah. Um, and if Jesus is back, I think he offers a lot more presence at least, yeah. and that allows the wingers to play a bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, it's true. Jesus came on and scored that nice goal. Yeah, in the I Champions think, League. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be a tight one. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It's gonna be it's gonna be the biggest test of Liverpool's new defense. You know this and, this Van Dykeless yeah. defense well, we've the seen. Title credentials, right? Yeah, based on that. Exactly. I'm afraid for them. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I, I mean, it should be it should be a really yeah. good game. To the watch. good news is they have Allison in that's who's just phenomenal. Yeah, just and, ridiculous. Yeah, 
and the stuff uh, he pulls against Atalanta, like poor poor Zapata didn't know what he yeah, yeah he didn't know what he had to do to yeah. to get one past Allison. He did everything he could. Yeah. Yeah, that should be a good one. Yep. Excited. Good stuff. Well, I think that's all that we have for this week. And that's about that. All right. Good catching up. If it sounded different from other episodes, uh, it is in the morning. Usually it's after work with a cocktail in hand. Yeah, Uh, exactly. So, yeah. Mm, Bye. Bye. So simple. So simple. So simple. <laughs> I fucking love <laughs> <laptop. laughs>